Who never do for do? Yeah, wings with friends. Ah, wings with friends. You got to get the wings to be with the friends. Hey everybody, welcome back to Wings with Friends. I'm your host, Mary Upchurch, and I am so delighted to be here with a special good friend of mine, um, a repeat guest of Wings with Friends. Please welcome Brian Schubert. Thank you. Hi, Brian. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm so good, and I'm so full of delicious wings. Yeah, me too. This is like our two-year post. It is. First, you know, your first episode was two years ago. It was amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, And here we are doing it again. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to believe two years have gone by. It was a weird two years too. <laughs> That's for sure. Like I'm in a different apartment, but like we're still in my apartment. Yeah. Um, today's my comedy anniversary. Congratulations. Thank you. You were there from day one. I was. And you're here today. Aww. It's neat. It's me. <laughs> you're so special. <laughs> so Brian really is really special. Um, his episode he recorded two years ago we also had atl wings which we we had today but it was such a pivotal cornerstone you know episode where brian shared his story about coming out yeah so it's been two years you've been out yeah in the world debuting (laughs) um so i want to hear about what that's been like in the last two years maybe what was the response to your episode and we'll just talk about what you're thinking about what are we doing now and we'll talk about these great wings we had so so I want to say we recorded on like a Wednesday last year and then you posted the episode on like Monday or Tuesday of the following week and you texted me early in the morning you're like hey it just went up I'm putting you out on all my social um and I did a couple of posts for it as well and that was June of 2020 so it was really my first pride month Um, being out and I my phone that day blew up I had probably 40 people reach out to me that first day within the first couple weeks I probably had close to 100 people reach out to me Um, and so many people just sharing how much they appreciated what I had to say but also so many people asking questions and just um, kind of sharing their thoughts and had a ton of really great conversations um, and so, yeah, it was a really amazing experience to, to go through with you and have that kind of be, that really was my, um, like social media coming out was sharing that podcast, uh, sharing the interview that you did. Um, wow. Yeah. Thank you for letting it happen on my podcast. Like yeah. that is really neat. Yeah. But also like what a neat way to say, point to this and say, well, here, if you want to hear the story, yeah, you know, go yeah. to the website. <laughs> kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was nice. And that, that helped with viewership. Uh, you know, so many people, and I remember at the time, maybe you thinking like, Oh, everybody knows, or, or maybe yeah. no big deal. And then we were kind of surprised by the response. Oh yeah. Cause there's all those other people that maybe you haven't talked to mm-hmm. and like, maybe they didn't know. So yeah. yeah, I had told by that point I had told, um, a, the vast majority of people in my life, I think there were some people that because of COVID, it was just hard to, to get a chance to tell them uh, before the episode came out. But um, then for some people who I just maybe wasn't as close to or are in different parts of the country or even in yeah. the world, um, it was just a, a way for them to be able to to hear the story um, and kind of listen to listen to my experience I think the coolest part was probably just how many people especially how many straight people were surprised by my experience and um the process of coming out within 
church and within family and and what that meant for me um it it was really it was really cool to have people listen and kind of question some of their uh beliefs and um yeah it was just a great experience yeah church has been a big part of your life and the church has been acting up lately what are your what's your relationship with your church today yeah, I left um, the church that I had been in for years before coming out. Um, I left in February of 2020, so like right before COVID. And I have not been back since then. Um, I've been to a couple of churches that I've tried out uh, around the Phoenix area just to see if I could find something that I liked and something that fit, fit me well. Um, I haven't really found anything that I've really clicked with. Um, but I don't know. I, I would like to someday, I'd like to find a church and have the, have it, that space. I miss, I miss the community aspect. Mm. Like I miss having people that I'm close with, which is interesting because at my old church, like there was a big part of me that no one knew. Right. Um, there was a part of my life that I had, to, I always felt like I had to keep uh, under wraps and now that I'm not in that place, it would be nice to have a church where I could be fully myself and show up. It's hard to find, though. Um, yeah. There are, especially like downtown Phoenix area, there are several churches that fall in that camp, but um, I haven't really found one that I love yet. So okay. Well, we'll someday. put that out there. I think yeah. that's still a good, um, like, I'm not super religious and I wasn't raised religious, but like, a lot of that's just in your heart. You know, you can yeah. have a personal relationship with God yeah, or Jesus. I'm not sure. Um, but <laughs> without, without the fan club or without the, yeah. you know, the building, I guess. Yeah, um, for sure. So, but I can, you know, maybe I, I picture that for you in the future. Like when you settle down and yeah. you, it's like just a part of your world. I don't yeah. know. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's definitely something that, like I said, it's something I miss and I'd love to find again, but mm -hmm. I, I also don't want to settle for something. Yeah. And I feel like it's, once you're your authentic self, you can't go back. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> you no. As much as I feel like the world is trying to, in the United States right now, is trying to do that. I mean, we have a, a Supreme Court justice who wants to, at least one, if not six, who want to um, strip gay rights and... Um, we've already seen so many rights stripped from trans and non-binary folks and also from um, anyone who can get pregnant. Yeah. Women, men who can get pregnant, non-binary folks, intersex folks who can get pregnant. Like, um, It's really frustrating. Um, they also, they're not, there's no separation of church and state. And that's no. what's really annoying. No. Because I think with the laws that they're passing and the things they're trying to do, they're not thinking about real world implications. Yeah. And even the most smallest innocent idea of this lady who got a ticket, gets a ticket for go, being in the, the carpool lane. And, you know, she's like, no, you know, the state of Texas says that my fetus is a person. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not taking that ticket. Yeah. They'll probably throw it out because they don't want to deal with it, but they don't, they haven't thought about the just real world implications of these rules. Could yeah. you imagine if they try to turn back gay marriage just from a legal standpoint, property ownership, yeah. business ownership, like yeah. it's, it's marriage is a business yeah. in a sense. Oh yeah. It's a legal transaction. Exactly. So what are you going to do? 
you know, does everybody... Yeah, and I mean, we're very fortunate. <laughs> the one time I can say this about the state of Arizona, we're very fortunate to live in a state where same-sex marriage was constitutionally um, protected two years before it was nationally. So if uh, Obergefell, which is the Supreme Court case that um, created marriage equality in this nation, if Obergefell was to be overturned, um, in Arizona, we would still have the right to same-sex marriage. And there are, I think, about 25 other states that that's the case. But then there are also a lot of states where that's not the case. Yeah. And goodness sakes, our legislature would love to change that. There are some people in the Arizona state legislature who would love to turn that back. Um, kind of a fun fact, Gemma Bergefeld, who was the pla lead plaintiff in the case that created marriage equality, grew up um, about 30 minutes away from where I grew up. And he's running for the Ohio State um, House of Representatives right oh. now. And if he wins, and I hope he does, he will be my hometown's state representative. Oh, wow. Uh, which just feels so <laughs> lovely. And following his election has brought a lot of joy to me. So I'm, I'm rooting from him from the other side of the country. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, you know, and that kind of just reminds me. And sometimes, sometimes you get, I get so frustrated and we feel so beat down. But it's like... There are a lot of people who want these things like oh, they yeah. want equality and we want justice. And it's like you just sometimes you hear more from the other side and it's like, oh, no. But, you know, and I've been thinking, about OK, I'm getting now I'm going deep real quick. We'll, we'll, we'll get to the wings eventually. But, <laughs> um, you know, when when they overturned Roe versus Wade there's all these memes or people saying hey if you need to go camping and you live in a state that doesn't allow camping i will help you blah blah, blah. right and i'm thinking about this back channel that we have to keep creating for women and people to be safe and to to be free if we have to keep creating back channels on things like it really describes how our healthcare system how our government oh, is yeah. failing us yeah. if every time somebody has an emergency we're doing a gofundme to help pay for medical bills like something is broken and yeah. wrong. Yeah. Um, if you go, I don't know if I want to write a joke, uh, like not a, not a ha ha joke, but just sure. like a ha ha think joke or something about this. Cause you know, in the men's bathroom, are there signs that say, Hey, if you're not safe, you know, here's the secret language you can use with the bartender. Right. Do you have that in the men's room? No, no. Uh, that's in the ladies room, yeah. you know? Um, I don't know if in the men's room they have like, um, sex trafficking, um, you know, like call this number. No, they no. don't have that in the men's room. No, men are totally, so many men are totally unaware of the There is a whole, I'll call it an underground railroad, yeah. you know, for, so, so we have to, we have to operate in secret to protect ourselves from men, from dangers. I mean, actually men can be sex trafficked too, but, yeah. but, but this is what's on my mind lately. Cause I'm like, what, something's terribly wrong if it's like this. Yes. You know? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just feels like, it feels like we've gone back in time and it's not to a great part of our history. I mean, it was a great part of our history for straight white men, but it wasn't a great part of our history for anybody else. <sighs> um, and it's just frustrating to see that. Um, and I hope that we can, I hope that in in upcoming elections we can kind of turn change some things um and i also hope that people use the law to help change things too i know this is getting way in the weeds but like i actually think what it will take to bring roe back 
is a lawsuit from a person who tried to get an abortion and couldn't or got arrested for getting one um, whose deeply held religious beliefs said they could. So like there are several churches, several denominations in this country that affirm abortion. Um, Somebody from one of those churches really needs to sue the federal government or their state government and now we have religious liberty, which is a cornerstone for Republicans going up against abortion rights, which is a, a cornerstone for Republicans as well. And now the big question is which which right surpasses which right. And it's super tricky, and um, I don't know that it will work, but it will really create a difficult place. And Anyway, I'm getting in the weeds. No, you're right, though. And in... And, and also, it's like, just come out and say it. You want right. this to be a 100% Christian nation yeah. where that's all we do. Because And some of them are saying it. <laughs> yeah. There are some politicians who are flat out saying This like, country was founded on freedom of religion. This yeah. is why and we fled. And then if you look to our, if you, and if you look to our um, founding fathers, almost all of them have quotes about not wanting to be a Christian nation. So there's some, some like some uh, and, and then gymnastics. They say, oh, we're so oppressed. Oh, we're so. Yeah. And it's like, no, you're really flinging that on us. And it's yeah. like, I would, you know what? I've gotten even more resistant to it now because of this, the way they're acting. Yeah. Um, but same thing with like, um, you know, I, I love making jokes and talking about the ridiculousness of the NRA and, and gun yeah. rights people. And it's like, oh, but you want to be armed. You don't want women to be armed. You don't want gays. You don't want yep. Middle Eastern people. You don't want people of color no. to be armed. No. Like, as long as you're armed, it's okay. But they do it, and you're like, ugh. Yeah. Um, so I, my favorite is the don't tread on me flag with the rainbow flag behind it. Yeah. Because I feel like it's saying, don't tread on me either, motherfucker. Right, right, <laughs> like, right. Like, um, you know, I want trans people to be armed, mm-hmm. you know, because they need it. They're in danger right now. Yeah. They've been in danger yeah. um, forever. I know. I know people say this all the time, but I'll say it. I'll I'll say it here because I believe it's so important. I actually did this the other day. Like, I would highly encourage people to call their representatives and call their senators. There's a great app um, called Five Calls, the number five and then calls that you can download, and you can go in and you can click on a topic, and it will give you a script that um, to typically aligns with more progressive values um you can go on you actually can push the button to ring your phone and you can read the script to them and so i called um both our senators in arizona uh kirsten cinema and um mark kelly and their offices and their staffers answered the phone and were very lovely and i said hey like i want to express my um my personal beliefs in doing anything we can to protect reproductive rights and um you know i i know it seems like it might not be a way to influence politics but like i can tell from talking to those two staffers like i could hear them taking notes of what i was saying um and i think that it, it is important for us to speak up and to tell our representatives what what we want for what we want them to do for us whether it's here in phoenix or um, whether it's in the city of Mesa where I live telling my representatives or whether it's our representatives in DC. Yeah. Wow. Five calls. Five calls. Call. Okay, yep. cool. Thanks for that plug. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. Um, oh. <laughs> sorry. Um, it is, it is frustrating. I feel like maybe we feel like this too, living in a 
in a well we're a blue state now no, we're not. but we're not yeah i think if we were in california it'd be like no it's great you know things are like it's 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 just the message all around us all the time yeah it's yeah. funny the governor commercials that i watch because i love late night tv but there's a lot of political ads mm-hmm. and i'm like wow you're really selling your opponent to me because <laughs> they're like oh he voted with biden he wants this and i'm like yeah that yeah. sounds pretty good actually <laughs> This whole thing with the border, I, I really, um, where's this invasion? Like, where are these illegals, I, these people? Yeah. Like, other than my mom, who's in my business all the time. Right. She's, I've been invaded by an illegal, but I don't think, uh, <laughs> but I don't think, um, I mean, she's married to a citizen, so it counts. It's She's she's not illegal anymore. Mary, she also makes you tortillas all the time, so uh, you can shut up. <laughs> but she doesn't ask. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> But that's my point is like, where's this invasion at the border? I don't like, know. they are so hard for the border and yeah. that wall. And oh, it's yeah. like, first of all, that wall's not going to keep anybody out. No. And two, they're just doing the jobs that, um, you know, you don't want to do. Well, I mean, in the last probably year, so like the end of 2021 and most of 2022 so far. I feel like everywhere I go, they're having a staffing shortage. So it's funny how the Republicans who used to say, like, they're taking our jobs, they've been real quiet lately. Like, like real quiet. Like, we didn't want you to take our jobs then, but we still don't want you to now, but we kind of need you to. It's just this weird, yeah. weird gymnastics. Yeah, and I, I just caught myself, too, because I'm, I'm like, you know what? Also, Mexicans are, um, they have a lot more value than just doing jobs that white Americans don't want to do so you know in in those families could be our next you know like leaders and innovators and you know so and and I I wanted to catch myself because it's they're not just laborers no um no there's so but I do think they're a very hard-working culture you know uh, I know this from my firsthand uh experience and I think that there are murderers and rapists and thieves everywhere Regardless, you know, and that's the way I think that's the way the media is painting it is like, yeah. oh, this MS 13, whatever. I don't know. Right. They, they, uh, it just drives me nuts. Yeah. I think, I mean, it's been, it, I, I, as a white, as a white cisgender man, like I was raised with very little ties to my cultural heritage. I honestly, until my parents did a DNA test, like I didn't really know what my cultural heritage what was. What is your cultural heritage? It's like mostly, so my whole life I thought it was like 100% German. And then I found out that's not true. Um, I'm mostly German, but I'm also like English and Spanish and Irish and French. And like my grandmother, my mom's mom a few years ago got really obsessed with Ancestry.com mm-hmm. and like did all this research into our family lineage. But um, it's much more much more diverse than I thought, and but still, like I don't have many ties to any sort of culture other than whiteness. And what I appreciate about so many other cultures is there is a tie to cultural heritage. When it hasn't been whitewashed out, there is a beautiful tie. And a lot of my Hispanic friends have gorgeous understandings of their culture. Um, and I think there's so much beauty to be celebrated and learned from and not just like focusing on everyone having to assimilate and be as close to white as white as possible. White and male. Oh, one of my friends, I think it was her niece had a quinceanera last night and it was like yeah. a gorgeous event and it was just beautiful. And I, I really enjoyed watching the, the pictures. And I think 
like that's a great example of like just honoring your cultural heritage um and yeah oh man i got my ancestry.com report back and i had done it because i auditioned for a tv show that was it's i guess it's not being made or i I know i wasn't selected so then uh, and it was it was almost like a game of like are, are you related to somebody who changed the world was kind of the premise. Oh. I think it might have been That's like a cool. game show where you had to kind of map or guess like yeah. you know. Um, and I knew I didn't really probably have any things. I was a little nervous on <laughs> my dad's side, but I got the report back. I am Scottish and English. Okay. And then on my mom, that's my dad's side, and then my mom's side is Spain. And indigenous Mexico, like Zacatecas, or yeah, and that's pretty much what I thought. Yeah, oh. <laughs> and then that's as far as I went. I was just like, okay, that sounds good. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, it's so neat that we can we can do that, and I hope when people do that, they kind of find ways to celebrate those parts of their themselves. Yeah, like we all carry that lineage in us. We just don't always know that we do. It would be nice, to, neat to take a trip to Europe and kind of at least be on a different continent. Yeah, you know, and uh, I, that's something I haven't done. It really intimidates me though because I feel so far. Actually, one of my nieces is taking a trip to Europe right now, um, so I'm really, I'm happy for her, especially as a young person, to kind of like yeah. start to explore and stuff. Yeah. So that's neat. That's awesome. Um, you want to talk about some wings? Yeah. <laughs> Whew, good stuff, Brian. Um. By the way, I've just always admired that about you, the way you get involved in your community, about what's going on, and um, and you do something, and you say something, and I think that's yeah. admirable. If you follow me on Instagram, um, at B.A. Schubert, um, I, am, I post a lot, and I'm constantly speaking about the things that matter to me, and for a while I wondered if that meant anything, and recently I've had a handful of people thank me for what I post Um, I speak a lot about mental health. I speak a lot about sexuality. I speak a lot about problems within the church and Christian nationalism. Um, Speak a lot about white supremacy. And so I have a lot of things I can pull from. But really all I do is repost things I like that other people do. I don't put a ton of my unique thoughts out there. But That's okay. Um, I want to talk more about mental health in just yeah, a minute. Yeah. But let's talk about these yes, wings. Yes. Um, so this is magical. They opened an ATL wings literally f- four stories beneath me. Yes. Literally. In your building. In my building. Um, we went to ATL wings two years ago we and now we're, we're doing this one. We just walked around the corner and there we were. Um, tell me about the wings that you had. So we were he talking. Wrote them down. We, <laughs> we we were talking at the end of lunch, and Mary's like, uh, and I'm like paying attention to Mary, but also like writing something down. And she's like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, "Oh, I'm I'm writing down everything I ate because you're going to ask me soon, and I'm not going to know." So I had <coughs> uh, the honey bee barbecue bone in with ranch. They were very good. And then I had this citrus chipotle. That was the citrus yeah. chipotle. You, we were both right because I Mary's like Honey I think chipotle. it's chipotle, and I was like I think it's citrus. <laughs> we both were right. Um, those were boneless. We did cheat and get some boneless. We did. Whatever. I Come just didn't want to work for it. You know what? I forgot to cut my nails yesterday. Saturday's my nail cutting day, <laughs> and I didn't want a bunch of wing sauce under my nails. Like. It, yeah, it's, it's a so boneless silly. is a fun way just to get the flavor and just yeah. dip it real easy. So yeah, it's fine. 
Um, I had the ATL, ATL special, and I had the Suns special, which was a wet sauce, which was kind of like a tangy buffalo. Yeah. Um, now I wish I had gotten something sweet. You know what it reminded me of at, um, oh gosh, at Marley's, they have that, um, Marley's is a local bar, a local bar in Phoenix and they have pretty good wings and they have a, I forget the name of it. Do they have a TC sauce? Yes. The TC sauce. It reminded me a little bit. of. Okay. I get Marley's and Zips confused a lot That's fair. That's because they're, they're the two bars we'd go to at work, yeah. when, you know, after work. When we were in the office, um, and the TC wasn't it a kind of a gold, like a honey gold, yeah, like a, it's like a buffalo totally gold. Different. In my head, it's the same. It's okay. It's okay that <laughs> we need to go to Marley's. Um, <laughs> so how were they? They were really good. Yeah, yeah. I always like a drum more than the flat. Oh, you do. Yeah, and I think you're the opposite. Mm-hmm. Um, we had this, I think we, we talked about this last time, but, um, I always appreciate the drum because I don't have to get the little chicken in between the two bones. I love that yeah. little piece. It's like, yeah, you're Mary's, you can't see it, but Mary's doing this like turtley tongue thing with her face. Um, <laughs> it's like you gotta get in there. <laughs> you do have to get in there and I just don't like that. I just want to. Yeah. Well, then I'm surprised because when you ate one of mine, you went for a flat. I did. I didn't oh, pay attention. Gone for the I know. I'm sorry. That's okay. It's fine. I also I, uh, That was my uh, ATL seasoning of the dry yeah. rub. Dry rubs are so good there. They're just crispy and nice. Mm-hmm. I'm. You know what I kind of think? I think that they have the wings already cooked and they're tossing them. Yeah, you're they're, right. Because when we used to go to ATL wings, it would take a long time. And, mm. and now and it's point. gotten quicker. It Two was years quick. ago when we went to ATL, it took for freaking ever. Um, and these were ready really quick. And I even went to that one like a year ago, and it came out really fast. Mm. I don't know. I mean, maybe you have to do that, you know, like, or maybe you just quick fry them because yeah. they're already cooked. So there was a little bit of that, but um, yeah, we got fries. We didn't get really anything else. Mm-mm. But it, they're so expensive these days. I w- uh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. The combo was like $16 or yeah. something. Our lunch was so pricey. I, looked I mean, at that not and I was for like, you. Well, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> How does it feel to be kept? <laughs> yeah, I'm just a kept man. <laughs> I'm just kidding. My pleasure. Um, yeah, little pri- wings are, pr- are pricey. But, uh, you know, they got this primo real estate. Yeah. They got I mean, it's and so wings. close to you. It's crazy. I ate wings in Chattanooga last week. Mm-hmm. And this is, um, that episode will probably come out before this one. But they were market price. For the wings. It oh. said wings, and it's all market. They had market price on wings. I like, mean, it's lobster. Yeah. It, it, these days, everything's like it's lobster. delicacy. Like, when I go get gas, it's like I... Market price. Yeah. It's just, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm doing with gas now? I'm like, oh, just... I'm getting $20. That's all I'm... Oh, you know, I'm only going to spend $40. Because last time I filled up my car, was like $70. I went to the gas station like a month ago with one of my really good friends, and I was on empty yeah like it came it, the do you put the premium counter, in your car too no i don't, oh, I don't I care. Do. um it went down to like one one you have like one mile left scary it, very scary and so i pull into the gas station like air conditioning off radio off no i'm, I'm joking but like super scared and um i pull in and the credit card reader on the gas pump isn't working <sighs> and there are very few things in life that i would rather not do one of them is ever have to go inside the gas station to pay for gas <laughs> i honestly it's like 
the one thing in life I will go way out of my way to avoid. But I didn't have that choice. So I went in and they're like, how much do you want to put in? And I like almost said 20. And I'm like, what the hell is 20 going to do in my big SUV? And I'm like, you have an SUV? I do. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, Oh, wait. I think I saw when me, you and Krista went out. Yeah. 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 And I, I'm like 50. (laughs) And I think I put half a tank in. This was a few weeks ago, so, like, gas was over $5. It's now under $5. That is nice. Things are balancing out. Thanks, yeah. Joe Biden. Yeah. Just kidding. I, sorry. I get so sad when people say bad things about Joe Biden because I, I love him. And I feel like he saved us. But, hey, I, you know, we've probably ruffled enough feathers. I, I'm i not trying to go full on. Yeah. It's fine. Um, He's a nice per. Like, he, like. He's I, a good person. He is a good human being. And I appreciate that after the. Yeah, and actually, I think that should be the minimal for that. But also, he has a lot of experience. Yeah. Um, by the way, I'm really mad. Um, like Carrie Lake is the front runner for this governor. I'm like, what? Has, what experience does she have? Was she just reading the news for a long time? Like she's yeah. she's so good, she can run a freaking state. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Give me yep. a break. I'm yeah. so mad at this. I anyway. totally agree. She's a interesting one. Yeah. Lots of contradictions. This is very political. We've gotten that's okay, but I mean, I mean, I don't care. That's why I have come, my own podcast. Come, come at me, like. come at me. <laughs> I don't like to argue with people. Like I, I just I believe what I believe. But then again, so do they. So, no one's that's changing fair. their minds. Nope. Gosh. Anyway, I'm so angry now. But it's hard to be angry around you, Brian, because like you make me so happy. Um. A lot of therapy. Good for you. So speaking of therapy, first of all, you've been taking classes yeah. in psychology. Yeah. How does it feel to be a student again? Good. It's community college, so it's like a little easier. <laughs> yeah. But still, it's been good. So If I, you just show up, you can do pretty well. Yeah. Um, That's what yeah. I learned halfway through my community college journey. <laughs> just show up, do the stuff, you'll be fine. Well, and it's all, like, everything I've been taking is online, so it's oh. even easier. Like, showing up is just wearing <laughs> my pajamas and sitting at my computer. It's uh, makes it a little bit easier. But, yeah, I, um, I have probably about three years ago started going to therapy myself and had an amazing therapist that I worked really closely for a year, and then she moved out of state started seeing another therapist he's been really great been working with him for a year and a half and um i also have a ton of friends who are therapists or who have been therapists or in school to become therapists and i started listening to a lot of podcasts on mental health i started reading a lot about mental health um i subscribed to psychology today and i listened to some other like really nerdy mental health and neuro neurobiology podcasts um and then i decided hey i think i'm going to take a couple classes and see if this is something i'd want to study um study long term and and go through a career change that's so, amazing yeah i finished intro to psychology got an a i'm not bragging but kind of a big deal does every every uh, that class probably all started with maslow's hierarchy of needs it went through, it was, yes, it went through um, the history of psychology, but the textbook was really well updated and was kind of, I don't want to say woke, because for some reason that's a politically charged Ugh. word, but the textbook was kind of woke. and um, It was a pleasure. It, yeah, I really enjoyed the class. Um, and in the fall, I'm taking two more classes, and if those go well, I'll be looking at 
graduate programs and trying to figure out what's next. So yeah, like like transferring to like a four year university to finish a degree. Um, so I already like I have a bachelor's degree, but in in undergrad I never took a psychology class. Um, so I'm kind of just right now doing the class work for more, almost for fun, but also to see if it is what I want to do. And then it would be some sort of graduate program, a master's or a PhD. Oh, so since you already have a bachelor's, you can just go into a a graduate program. (laughs) I think so. We'll go figure I'm, it out. I'm starting to network with people and kind of understand what my options are and what it takes to become a therapist. Yeah. I would have to eventually to become a therapist in the state of Arizona, have some sort of a gra- advanced degree in psychology. Yeah. And then you have like hours. Yeah. A lot of hours. Well, I feel like, um, you know how right now it seems like there's only certain jobs that are going to be around for the future. And one of them is like delivery driver. Yeah. Um, mass you know like warehouse management like these i think a therapist is is like a one of the jobs of the future that is gonna matter yeah in fact what i would really love to do and so i'm saying this for accountability say it out loud to put it into the ether like i would really love to do um almost like uh life coaching but for corporate executives and so work with people who maybe have had trauma in their life or don't realize they have had trauma in their life because everyone's had trauma in their life. Um, and it's coming out in the way they work with their colleagues and really helping, helping people refine their skills. I've been very fortunate in my career to have a lot of great bosses, but I've also had some just horrible bosses. Mm. And I think the biggest thing that we can do to make this world, one of the biggest things we can do to make this world a better place is work on our own mental health Mm -hmm. and, um, and try to make ourselves better so that we relate better to other people. Um, and I think it'd be really cool to do that with corporate leadership. That would be definitely like blending your current world and then with your new world and using your strengths and your knowledge. So I like it. Um, I can tell just by looking at you, you do have a calm about you. You seem very like you're happy. You seem content. Yeah. Um, so are you? Yeah. It's been a journey. I mean, this last year has been hard. I went through a really rough breakup earlier this year and in that lost the, the, the man that I've been dating for the last year, but also lost my best friend and going through that journey was, was rough. And, um, one of my, like so many of my friends when they found out stepped up, like I think we had lunch or we had dinner within like a week and a half of that breakup. I had a friend who flew in from St. Louis. Oh yeah. Uh, within two weeks, I had one of my best friends from college was up in Sedona, and she drove down and was here within 24 hours, and um, that was really amazing. But I still needed a little bit of extra help, and working with my um, primary care doctor as well as my therapist went on anti-anxiety and antidepressant medication, and that has been such a gift. Um, to help just kind of bridge me over this really mm-hmm. hard part of my life. And now I'm in a place where I'm trying to find the other things in life that can kind of help sustain that without needing to be on the medication long-term, which is just, while that does work and is necessary for a lot of people, it's not where I, what yeah. I want for myself right now. I, I love, um, it sounds weird. I love it. I love having the opportunity to be there for one of my friends when they really need it. Um, and it, it's weird because it's like, you need to get the green light sometimes, mm-hmm. you, you know, I know sometimes it's like, sometimes you help people without them letting you too. I, I know it's so hard. So 
Um, I appreciate it when somebody or you or some of my friends like, let me know. And then like, yeah. let me participate because sometimes it's, it's hard. A lot of people will be like, no, I'm fine. Or no, yeah. like I'm telling you this is happening, but there's nothing you can do. And it's like, come on, let me in, let yeah. me help. Um, and I've, uh, everyone's going through something like, oh yeah. And I love what you did. And I, so many of, I don't feel like I did enough. I was jealous that, uh, you know, and got to travel. Yeah. And they got to, I was like, oh man, but I, it's fine. I have my part. I think what was, what was so hard in that moment for me was or some of my friends would be like, what do you need right now? And I would just be like, it's like when you go to the grocery store and you're looking for pasta mm-hmm. sauce and there's like 700 options and you're just like, I don't know what to choose. Like, I don't even know what to pick right now, which is why I get the same pasta sauce every single time. Um, but similarly, people would be like, what do you need? And I'm like, I don't know. And then other folks like yourself and a bunch of my other friends would be like, hey, do you want to do this? And it was so much. Specific. Yeah, it was so helpful to have that. Like you were like, hey, do you want to go out to dinner and then see and then go to a show? And I was like, absolutely. I would love that. But if you had said, hey, like, what do you need right now? I would have been like, I don't need anything. Yeah. And it's not that I don't need anything. It's that I don't know what to tell you I yeah. need. I've um, been, you know, and I've been, um, like, over excited to help or be there for somebody. And then they did not want that type of help. Yeah. And then I feel sad. But then also it's not about me. So I have to kind of get right. over that. But, um, I've, you know, I've kind of been, you know, so it's hard. Yeah. Um, and I think maybe that's the other thing about being there is like, I know that day you're like, you know what? I don't feel like going to the show. And it's right. like, okay. I think part of being there is letting people out of it too. Yes, of saying yeah. like, that's fine. And, uh, that happened with another friend too, where we were halfway there and it's like, you know, I think you need to go. And it's like, it's fine. Yeah. You know, go. It's fine. And sometimes that's hard to do to, to really let somebody do what they need to do. Um, but gosh, what a gift that is. And it's hard because it could be so easy for somebody in your position where you're like, hey, I want to get dinner and a show. And I say yes. And then we get to dinner and I go, I've had the most amazing time with you. And the thought of being in a room with a couple hundred strangers is scaring the shit out of me. Yeah. Right. And the reality was, I actually, all I wanted to do was just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we had such good pizza. Oh, man. So um, oh, so good. And it was just really a gift that you um, you saw where I was and said, no, you go take care of you. And it's not, I'm not going to read that as a personal um Thank you. I've really learned... It's, it's helped me be a better friend and just kind of oh, yeah. like, you know, giving people the space that they need. So, well, and I love like you're complimenting, you've been kind of complimenting me on how much I've grown in the last couple of years, but like, I've known you almost 10 years. Um, it'll be 10, it'll be nine years. It's nine years. Like right now, really? 4th of July was the first day that we met. <gasps> oh in my 2012. gosh. Speaking of Justin just had a baby. I know. It's so crazy. Oh my gosh. Who um, let him have a child? <laughs> kidding <laughs> love you justin um, <laughs> he sent me the night anyway it's the nicest message the other day but any that everyone's like who the hell's justin um we he gets mentioned on this podcast a lot in random weird ways and <laughs> he knows why <laughs> <laughs> and then okay sorry. so no 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 but i just like in the time that i've known you how much you've grown really yes I oh yeah 
Thank you. Yeah, I think you've become much more um, self-compassionate than you were when I first met you. I think you're a lot less hard on yourself. Maybe you're hard in different ways, but, um, you know, we were, even at lunch, we were talking about work and just kind of you in some ways letting work be what it is and not letting it um, be someplace where you're kind of constantly trying to make it a the perfect vision of itself the 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 pandemic really helped me have boundaries yeah. i don't think i had any boundaries with work in the past yeah. but i don't know thank you for that i f- i feel like i've gotten um more mature and more empathetic to other people yeah even though i do i i am the self i am selfish i am very self-centered but I feel like I do balance that with care for the people around me also, yeah. like without losing my selfishness, yeah. which almost kills the mood that I was going to make a perfect joke. Because <laughs> I was going to say, you know, we got together with Krista and it was kind of one of the first times we, we got together and, yeah. and Krista was like, you know, how's your journey? How can I help you? And I was like, he's fine. Krista, what about me? <laughs> like you, you know, and at the time you're in this relationship and you're so happy you're traveling you're going places you're making out doing all these things and i haven't even had like a boyfriend in forever (laughs) ever probably i can't even get a date i okay tell me if this is wrong it probably is um i think chubby funny girls should have their own line on the lgbtq flag because we are the greatest ally to gay men yeah, agreed. that there's ever been. You know, I think that we deserve like a stripe on the flag um, and maybe just, you know, just something. Yeah. Is this, is, am, what about me? <laughs> <laughs> I feel, I'm so oppressed. Am I being, have I turned into the enemy now? Where yeah, I was like, no. can I, I'm. I always appreciate how great of an ally you've been, Mary. I know, but can I get a date? <laughs> I'm sure I could find some women that would be very interested. But I'm you straight. Well, you know, uh, that's my curse, is that I love straight men. <laughs> I've been there, too. <laughs> I'm cursed. No, yeah, lesbian TikTok has got a stronghold on me. They're yeah. really campaigning hard. That's fair. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're amazing. Um, they're well, there's a lot of people still that think that w- that the queer community recruits. And I can tell you if they do, they should have started recruiting me a lot earlier. <laughs> Waiting until 32 was quite the yeah, disappointment. Recruiting. Yeah, like no one was recruiting me in high school or college. No. no. And I think... I don't know. I think people with emotional intelligence, they just know. So it's it's fine. As much as I, I don't know, whatever. I was reading something or I saw something. When I say I'm reading something, it's really I saw a meme. <laughs> but, you know, was it, and the girl said, you know, what's, or TikTok, yeah, right? Yeah, for like sure. Married men live longer. And then another said, said like, single women are happier. And like, what is, you know, what story is this telling? And it's that, you know, only men benefit from marriage yeah. in like a, like a, you know, straight, whatever, sitch. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so it's probably better not to get married at this point. I mean, I don't even know. Can I just have a couple lovers? I would, I'd like that, maybe. I, hey, I, nope. Can I have a few, Yeah. you know. God, just need a good Rolodex. I need a Rolodex. Yeah. 
I just threw a Rolodex away when I was cleaning out my desk at work. I had one. I mean, it just had like my parents' address on it and stuff. Like, there was it one card. <laughs> oh, I've really devolved. Um, no, that's okay. Um, thank you. I joke about being single, but I don't think I'm as sad as I used to be about it because I realize yeah. like I'm fine. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I love that. I, I think when I went through the breakup back in March of this year, um, one of the hardest things was feeling lonely. Mm-hmm. And like I am, I am a very talkative introvert, so I recharge by myself. So I do really well being alone, but I really have a hard time with feeling lonely. And I went on a hike with my friend Josh a couple weeks after the breakup. And Josh is just like this very sage person in my mm-hmm. life. Um, he and his sibling, both of them are queer medical professionals. They're very giving people and they're both just very wise. And we were hiking Papago and I was talking to Josh about how difficult it, the breakup had been and how hard it's been for me to be alone. And he asked this question that just hit me upside the head. He was just like, have you ever asked what would be the worst thing if you were alone? And I was like, shit, no, I haven't. I need to really think about that. And so I went home and I wrote it on a post-it note and put it on the mirror in my bathroom. And I really thought about it for a while. And I finally got to the place over the last couple months where I'm like, I do really well being by myself and I really have no reason to feel lonely. Mm -hmm. Um, And in fact, the other, I think like a week ago I was um, cleaning some stuff in my um, like medicine closet, medicine cupboard thing. And I found that sticky note that I had taken down um, to clean the bathroom. And I looked at it and I put it back up on the mirror. And then the next day I looked at it again and I was like, I don't need this question in my life anymore. Repeat the question again. Yeah. What is the worst thing that could happen if I were alone? And the worst thing that happens is I'm by myself. And I still have Netflix. I still have great food that I can eat. I still have so many friends in my life mm-hmm. that I can spend time with. Um, and it's not the end of the world. And it was just a very freeing moment to realize, to realize, realize and come to terms with that. I love that. I love when somebody asks you a question or says something that knocks you up yeah. your head a little bit. Yeah. You're like, what? Um, and then I looked at my vision board and we'll talk about that off yeah. camera, but like, um, um, that is nice. And yeah, you're right. Josh is you're great. Fine. He's yeah. so dreamy though, but he has a boyfriend. His boyfriend's really sweet too. Whatever. <laughs> um, it's, mm, yeah, I, um, kind of pairing that with the conversation we were just having about friends being there. It's, and, and may, I don't know if the, I'll say this is our world. I don't know if it's you and me or like whatever. I'm saying we. Yeah. But like I feel like that's how it is. Like I don't have people directly around me. But if I need somebody and if I need to connect, we just need to make a plan. Yeah. So not an emergency or like, hey, I need yeah. you to be here right now. But like, hey, I miss you. Let's get brunch. Let's go out. Let's do something. Yeah. And then we're there for each other. Yeah. I think we just need to put it on our calendars. Yeah. Because the day of, like, if I want to do something tonight, it's like, come on, well, you know, we're we're tired or we got to work or whatever. But if we were like, hey, on this day, and that's why our birthdays can be so fun because we're like, oh, yeah, it's my birthday. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's kind of a nice reminder. I need to tell my friends to invite me to their pool. <laughs> Same. Oh, my gosh. Like, hello, Michelle. <laughs> like, um. 
that that's how my life is. Yeah. It, it's like I am on my own, but I, I kind of like it. And I was I was in Chattanooga last week, and I was like, well, this is this is ideal. I got to go to another city I've never been to for a weekend. I got to explore it. I ate some good food, and then I had shows, which was yeah, like I had business. I had a purpose yeah. for being there. Um, like I feel like this is what I'm doing. Uh, you know, I'm not traveling with a significant other to places I've never been, but I'm using comedy to kind of right. see different places. Yeah. So, and y- am I making money a little bit, but not more than I spend? Yeah. But I'm like, that's okay. I went, yeah. you know, I went to explore that. Yeah. I mean, I definitely miss, I definitely miss being partnered and I definitely miss having that person in my life who I could travel with. But then for instance, this last week, one of my really good friends in New York city messaged me and goes, I'm looking at my calendar for August 11th and it says Brian space space question mark. <laughs> and he's like, what is that? And I was like, oh, we had talked about me coming and visiting in August. And I, and then we just like stopped talking about it and never booked it. And then he's like, well, I'm still free. And I'm like, I'm still free. Oh my God, are you going to so go to New So I'm going to New York City. Yeah. And I'm York. super excited about it. Um, and then I'm, I'm booking, I just also booked a trip to Washington DC for Labor Day weekend. I, go to I love DC. It's I've never so been. Fun. It's so fun. I need to go. There's great food. There's so much like there's so many great museums. I want to take my parents. I need to I want to take be my really dad. Cool. It would be cool to take your parents. I think they both would really enjoy they it. They just they don't like going anywhere. That's fair. And they got the two I strapped them down with another dog I so they really can't do anything. Yeah. Sophia. You, keep, you keep dumping dogs on your parents. This was a gift. You want, Sophia cute, was for you my want cute dogs in your life, but you don't want to have to take care of them when you're out of town. <laughs> oh, um, my God. Mark stop calling me all the time. Um, but, like, it, when I was in a relationship, it was really hard to, to book, to do stuff for myself. Um, and sometimes there was, sometimes there's jealousy that comes up with, with that. Um, and so that is kind of a nice part about being single, but also it would be great to have a... So I think the answer is do all the things you want to do. Take advantage of being single while you're single because you're going to meet an amazing person and, and fall madly in love and do things with them, but enjoy your... And I'm telling myself this too. Yeah. Even though I feel old, but I'm like, you're not that old. Like, you're not you're really, old. Like, do I always those forget things. your age and then you tell me your age and I'm like... A lot oh. of people say that I should probably stop talking about it, but it's like, you're not dead yet. Like stop. No. And if you want to change careers, if you want to move to another city, like do it now, yeah. Yeah. you know, because if with all of the BS that's going on, the only thing, like just live your dreams, like make yourself happy right now. Yeah. That's all we're guaranteed. Yeah. Or that's all that. So do it. Um, and I think too, like being in a relationship in our culture gets, um, and I honestly, I think a big part of where this comes from is Christianity yeah. and Christianity's worship of marriage and family. But I don't think that marriage and family is the be-all, be end-all. And I, I, I wish we would give more space to people who are single to just say, that's completely fine and, like, and beautiful, and there's some great things to it. But then on the flip side, like when people are in a relationship – we need to be secure enough in ourselves that we're okay with our significant other traveling on their own or doing the things that they love to do on their own. Um, and not everyone is good at that. And that was a big point of contention in my last relationship where um, we had to do things together more often than was probably healthy. 
Um, You've done the work. I like yeah yeah I've spent a lot of I mean I have I like sometimes I'll think about it and I've done I think over a hundred hours of therapy one-on-one therapy with my with my therapist in the last two and a half years um, but then I also like I listen to several hours of therapy podcasts and I read a lot like I've spent a couple thousand hours studying the, the subject of psychology and I'm super obsessed with um, super obsessed with a lot of the, the crazy things that our brains can do. I mean, our brains are so complex and we're just learning a lot of the complexity and I get super excited about it. Have you thought about starting your own podcast? Uh, yeah, I actually have. <laughs> we should talk about that more. Um, but you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to wrap it so that, yeah. you know, leave them wanting more because Brian, like, um, that was so pleasant. Yeah, no, I love speaking to you. I love the time that we get together. You're one of my favorite people. <laughs> oh my gosh, thank you. You're one of my favorite people. We're so calm and mature today, aren't we? We're just I know. Like... <laughs> um, okay, so with that being said, yeah, Brian, what do you want people to do? Do you want people to follow you? Or maybe there's you know somewhere you want to direct them. Yeah, vote. Yeah. I, like, I want people to vote. Yeah. Um, it is... It's really frustrating how many people feel cut out from the system and don't want to vote. And I know in Maricopa County, the Democratic Party's really been pushing this concept and has a silly name. And we can we can blame our, our friend Blaze for this, but um, they're they're calling it bottoms up, and <laughs> <laughs> which I can't say with a straight face. Um, and really, it's the reminder that when we get to the poll or when we get our our ballots at home start at the bottom and vote from the bottom to the top oh, okay really really like the races that matter the most are the races at the bottom and sadly so often especially for democrats and independents so often they don't vote for those t- those races at the bottom of mm. the ticket and that's how we get school boards that have um just in our area there's a african-american woman on the school board for the city of chandler and she has the ability to run again and she's chosen not to because she's been harassed so much and she's had threats against her and like we so desperately need that position to be filled by another person from a marginalized community who can help stand up for children Mm -hmm. in chandler um and we're gonna lose that because we're not people are not voting from the bottom of the ticket up and so I'll say that's the biggest thing. The other big thing that I would encourage people to do is if you're not in therapy or haven't been in a while, I would highly encourage you to think about it. And I will say this for myself personally. Um, I have friends who ask me how to find a therapist almost on a weekly basis. And I will say this, it is hard mm. and it is hard to find a therapist, but ask your friends, like ask for a referral. Um, unfortunately, the best therapists are usually booked um but they're still out there and they can be found and there's some great there's some amazing therapy practices across the state of Arizona that are doing just just such cool work um and especially we're seeing more and more people of color become therapists Mm -hmm. more and more queer folks becoming therapists and I just think like the ability to have a therapist that's experienced something similar to you is so helpful but then again, the two therapists I've had in the last three years are both straight. They're allies, but they're both straight. And still just having that space where I can go in and I'm actually paying somebody 
to not be my friend or not worry about me hurting their feelings, but just their number one goal is helping me become the best version of me. That's the only space in my life where I have somebody who's doing mm-hmm. that, where I don't ever have to worry about my therapist's feelings. And it mm-hmm. just is such a gift. Um, and so I would say those are like my two biggest things. I would love for people to follow me. I post a lot of really cool stuff about mental health yeah. and there's some really great things that are out there, but um, more importantly, like vote and take care of yourself. Like love those it. would be the two things I'd, I'd push for. Oh, Brian, I feel so good. Like I just feel very calm and happy talking to you and I'm, I'm so I happy I feel the for same you. way. And I don't know if you remember where we ended the podcast two years ago. I almost listened to it again before I drove over here, but like one of the things you asked was just what my like, takeaway was at the end what I wanted people to be left with and I my answer was something like a better more gentle church Mm. and I definitely feel like in some ways we've gone the other direction in the last two years Um, but I still feel really optimistic I still see a lot of great things happening we're going through a really rough period for marginalized communities right now especially for our trans siblings especially for women Um, but I I really really do see a brighter future but it takes all of us putting ourselves first in the best ways and also really trying to help fight for people who've been oppressed I um thank you for that I totally agree and I the aha I just had I was like I love this country I really do and I get frustrated and 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 things that are going on but like I do love this country but that's why I'm so frustrated yeah you know it's not like you know, these weirdos are, are, don't own yeah. patriotism. They no. don't own, like, I would argue that we are ma- more patriotic because we're fighting for, yeah. you know, these, these things that this country was founded on, you know? And, yeah. Um, and our, founder, our founders founded the United States on a desire for a more perfect union. When you found something saying that you want the future to make it better, you're recognizing that the pres- present isn't perfect. So when we say go back and make America great again, America never claimed to be great. America has always been founded on a claim of we want to always be working towards greatness. And unfortunately, in the last six years, we've seen a lot of backsliding on that. And um, there's been so much attention on Roe, but we have, I think, more than half the states right now that either have passed or are passing bills that are blatantly homophobic or transphobic and my heart goes out to our trans siblings like the shit that they have had to put up with the the reality that everywhere you go bathrooms are male or female when taking a shit does not need to be a gendered act right and i get that some of that is for safety of women but let's teach our men to not be rapists and a and and patriarchal people you know i i can't see as we go deeper (laughs) like um the all i've seen that our children and women need protection from are straight white men yeah you know like it's you know the the gymnast doctor that assaulted them when they trusted him um it's you know the principal the swim teacher uh the coach you know like those are the people (laughs) <laughs> it's not a drag queen you no, know that no. <laughs> it's not like come on but that's what they're they're trying to put up as the villain right, here right. or whatever and i'm like oh no you know that one guy from that little ray whatever his name is the little little pistol guns who was running for something yeah he would troll like the the malls and they told him he couldn't 
go anymore. Right. You know, because his wife was like 16 when he met her or something. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. I gave the wrong, like, blah, blah, blah. Um, or even like poor Lindsey Graham. He's not assaulting anybody, but anyways, I just, I don't know Maybe. why I brought up Lindsey Graham. Well, we talked about Lindsey Graham the first his little, time. We his little ladybugs. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, see, again, this is why I don't like to just, I, like, I'm not good at it because I, like, I don't feel like I make good arguments or I'm not as eloquent. Um, but anyway, I'll, I'll edit that out. Um, but what I was thinking, no, no, you know, I, my whole identity is my mom is, is an immigrant from Mexico. My dad is a veteran who fought for this country and served this country for so long. Like these are two, they're not opposing viewpoints, but like, um, it's, 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 it's my, it's my worldview. Yeah. And um, it's so easy to target drag queens when you don't know a drag queen. But if you would take five minutes to meet a drag queen and one-on-one just have a conversation with them, you'd be like, oh, like you're just it's a having, <laughs> like you're wearing this beautiful costume and you're performing in a gorgeous way. Like if you went and saw the the musical Hamilton, no one walks away and is like, oh, we should get rid of, we should get rid of, um, we should get rid of Broadway because it's corrupting the, the youth. And like no drag queen is corrupting the youth. If a show is raunchy, it's because it's a raunchy show. But right. like I've seen plenty of straight comedians who do a real raunchy show. Right. Um, you don't need to ha- be in drag. Like Drag is incredibly innocent and it doesn't have any moral compass one way or the other. Yeah. It's just a beautiful art form. And oh my gosh, like go look at some of those girls' makeup. Like I'm sorry, uh, any drag queen I have ever seen is a phenomenal artist. Like, also, it is impressive. The times I've been to drag performances or bars, I've never felt more included and safe. Yeah. yeah. Like I would re- like go to one of those places. We used to go to this place called Lips in San Diego. Mm-hmm. It's still there. Versus going to a Scottsdale nightclub oh. and, and feeling. You know, like you don't belong. You're not hot enough. Somebody's gonna put something in your drink. Like, right, right. like I would contend that you know, going to a drag show is way safer than going to a nightclub. Oh, for sure. Uh, somewhere. So, ugh, people. People. Speaking of Broadway, have you seen the uh, Beanie Feldstein, Leah Michelle whole thing going on? No. On Broadway? <gasps> oh I my God! It's like the best, most innocent gossip. Uh, on the show Funny Girl. Yeah. Okay, we'll talk about it off. Okay. You guys, thank you so much for joining us. Yes. Brian, thank you for thank joining you. us. I love you so much. Um, you guys, do all the things Brian told you to do. Follow us on Instagram. Yeah. Give us a five-star review, please. Yeah, and we'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.